What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is a Manic Monday here on Birds 365. This is the McClellan. I'm Jody McConnell. We appreciate you logging in, streaming in with us on this uh, Monday. As we do a little countdown, JM, today is uh, show number 245, day 160. That's how many days till the opening day, but an even shorter countdown, day 24 to the NFL draft, which we'll be talking about plenty this week, next week, right up until... Eagles are scheduled to have three first-round picks. Will they have three first-round picks by the time we get to day zero and the NFL draft has arrived? That's plenty of what you're going to get coverage on the next couple of weeks here on Birds 365. How was your weekend, Johnny Mac? Ah, too much wrestling. That's why we're late to get on the air. So now I, you know, it's a big day for me, Jody, because I could finally put that in the rearview mirror and I could focus on the draft. But yeah, it was all WrestleMania. Let's be honest. You got to get through WrestleMania weekend before you start to pay attention to the draft. No, I've been listening to you last seven weeks. You got a pretty good grasp of the draft, but you'll hunker down even more, as will I. Uh, and yes, this weekend was spent basically watching and thinking about and talking about oh about five or six or seven other sports other than football now it coincided nice that nothing really happened in the national football league over the weekend maybe they all were watch, watch, watching wrestlemania as well who knows uh but i watch horse racing i watch golf i watch wrestling certainly baseball the season is upon us the ncaa tournament sorry villanova had a ch- they didn't have a chance without Justin Moore. I love him, rooting for him, wanted to see him win. I thought Kansas minus four and a half was a stone cold steal, but that's a whole nother point. Uh, so yes, we we delved into a lot of other sports this weekend, but here on Birds 365, we got to bring it back to football. Uh, as I said, not a very busy week in the national weekend in the National Football League, except for one move. And yeah, I'm going to chastise the Eagles for this one because it's not 2020 hindsight. I said right here on Bird 365 last week when Tyreek Hill ended up in Miami with the Dolphins, you knew full well Devonta Parker was going to become available. Solid veteran uh, uh, wide receiver 
who's had a nice career, still has a certain talent level that I absolutely believe could help the Philadelphia Eagles. It was pretty obvious the Dolphins were going to try and move him because he was a little bit of reproduction on the outside. They don't need the uh, wide receiver position is covered when you had Tyreek Hill the way they did. And he was traded this weekend in division to the New England Patriots. I said, damn, they must have overpaid to be able to get him. Because if I'm the Dolphins, I want to ship him out of the division, out of the league if I can, so he doesn't come back to bite me in the you-know-where. Ends up going with a fifth-round pick for a third-round pick. So Devonta Parker was only acquired for a two-round move-up in the NFL. You don't even get an extra pick. You just get one two rounds earlier. That seems like a minimal price to me. And if I've got the right read on it, that it would have behooved the Dolphins to trade him to a team out of the league. How do the Eagles not make a deal like that? How do they not at least equal that trade from the Patriots, if not top it? Yeah, I'm writing about this this morning. It'll be up on on Philly Voice a little bit. I I actually thought, real quick, Jody, you were going to get into the off-season workout program, but we'll get into that because I know that's going to fire you up. But Devontae Parker, um, you know, here's how I describe it. In a vacuum, I don't blame the Eagles at all. I, I, You know, it's a 26-year-old guy. Third round pick of 2023, which, by the way, in the NFL's eyes, that means fourth round pick this year for what it's worth. I mean, they think future picks are worth less than immediate picks. So it's sort of like a fourth round pick in their eyes, uh, whether you believe that makes sense. That's how the NFL looks at these things. In other words, it's a 2023 pick, not a 2022 pick. So it's not as valued as a 2022 third round pick. So you have that part of it. You know, he's a little bit expensive for, you know, five a little bit over $5 million. He's got two years left on his deal. So, you know, if you put this just in one little nicely shrink-rack package, I would say, nah, I don't need that. I don't want that. Um, but when you, put, when you encompass it into the whole offseason, and look, the Eagles can say whatever they want to say. And they do have those three first-round picks, and now it's becoming more evident they're going to take a wide receiver again in the first round of the draft. But the whole point of this, Jody, was to get a veteran receiver, a veteran receiver to help Devontae Smith and Quez Watkins. Now you're going to have Devontae Smith mentoring another young rookie. What's the what's What are the odds that whoever whomever you might like, you know, insert name, I don't care who it is, what are the odds that that receiver is as um, advanced coming into Philadelphia as Devontae Smith? Pretty stinking small because I don't think there's anybody in the draft. Devontae that's... Parker, you you mixed up your Devontae's there. Deva- you Sorry, Devontae, Devontae Smith. Smith is now has to put on his mentoring hat. And thank you for correcting me. Um, I hope I made my point clear, even though I screwed up my name. So yes, now, you now you don't have that that mentoring voice. Well, the Eagles are going to. Well, we have Zach Pascal. Stop with Zach Pascal. Stop, stop. I don't want to hear that name again. So when I look at this in a complete sort of circle, and we go back to Calvin Ridley, and Christian Kirk, and Allen Robinson, and Robert Woods, and Devontae Parker. 
I get a I get a very Sam Hinkie tint with this team and one aspect, Jody, not about tanking, one aspect. Sam Hinkie was obsessed with winning every personnel move. And by winning every personnel move, I don't mean getting the evaluation of the player right. And we talked a lot about this last week, evaluation versus valuation. The Eagles are too obsessed with winning in the eyes of the framework of this advanced notion that this is worth this, this has this value, this has that value. I happen to turn on the 40-year-old version with Steve Carell. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, Great Comedy. Yeah, it's I haven't age, seen it in 15 every, years, but I yeah. did see it when it well, first it happened came to out. Be on, it happened to be on cable, and obviously they're not talking about wide receivers. But there's one line in this movie, and I laughed out loud because I was mulling the Eagles. And, you know, they tell Andy, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta try some wrong, dog. What's what, 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 what has been right for you for years isn't working. You gotta try some wrong. So, do the Eagles need to maybe overspend, maybe go outside of their comfortable box, maybe not win a trade to get a stinking veteran receiver? Maybe they gotta overpay a little bit because of the style of offense. That's outside the vacuum. That's real world. Yes, 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 yes. How could you properly evaluate Jalen Hurts? You know, people kill me all the time that say I'm not fair to Jalen Hurts. I'm fair to Jalen Hurts. They're not being fair to Jalen Hurts. They're the ones that have to evaluate. You think they're going to go next year and say, yeah, we're going to pay this kid $30 million. He's got no chance. Unless they get them some stinking veteran receivers who understand and know how to play the game. One entity is not being fair to Jalen Hurts, and that's your beloved Eagles. I know uh, you just said you don't want to hear his name or mention his name anymore, but I and I like Zach. I, I mean that in a football sense. Right. I, I, I get it, and uh, I'm going to do it, and if I need to apologize after the fact, I will. Uh, let me hammer home the point that you just made about, and it's not us giving you our opinion. This is us just playing by what's been stated by both Nick Sirianni and Howie Roseman. They need to give Jalen Hurts more weapons. They need to give Jalen Hurts more on the offensive side to give him a real legitimate chance to succeed this year so they can continue to evaluate the uh, pro progress that Jalen Hurts has made in his career. How many offensive linemen have the Eagles added this offseason? Free agency. Zero. Zero. Okay. How many running backs have the Eagles added this offseason to upgrade the offense? How many tight ends have the Eagles added to the uh, avaunted offense this offseason to upgrade Jalen Hurts' chance? Zero. Zero. How many wide receivers have they added to make it easier on Jalen Hurts this upcoming season? One. One. And his name is Zach Pascal, who John McBullen doesn't want to reference or talk about anymore. Nor do I, by the way. Thank you very much. So in an offseason, and yes, how we did hammer this home at the owners meeting last week. The offseason didn't end when they showed up down in Florida. 
There's still a lot of time left. We haven't even had the draft, and that's a key part of it. We're not trying to minimize the impact the draft can have, but rookies are rookies, and they do need time to be able to uh, get into the NFL and, and learn how to succeed there. And the Free agency is what it is. Trades. There's been so many trades in the National Football League, including this one that both you and I are bemoaning this past weekend of Devontae Parker. Maybe as busy a trading offseason as we've seen in years in the National Football League. The whole mantra of the offseason, we need to give Jalen. We believe in Jalen Hurts. We have faith in Jalen Hurts. We're not looking to draft a quarterback. Yes, we may have inquired on Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson, but we came out of that mix pretty darn quickly because they didn't really want to come here to Philadelphia. So we doubled down on our commitment to Jalen Hurts, and you've shown that by acquiring Zach Pascal. That's it. And they've done that. And look, Jody, I'm going to be fair here as well and say, you know, there's talk in Tennessee now, the rumors that they want to move A.J. Brown because they don't want to pay him. Uh, there's always the talk about DK Metcalf. If the Eagles do the 180 here and trade for one of those players, then I'll come on and say, I, yeah, I was, hey, well done. Well done. You, you got it done. You stayed the course. You're right. Uh, the offseason isn't over. But I got to tell you, Jody, I, I don't believe this team is going to receive give a receiver 20-plus million dollars, and I'm not going to believe it until I see it. I, I mean, that's just that's just where I am with that. And those guys, you know, you could say all you want about, well, trade for them and figure it out. You know, they're going to be tremendously unhappy if they don't get a new contract on top of the trade. And they're, it's just not going to happen. That's not what the modern NFL is. We see it. We see what it is. And there's more power to the players, whether you want to call it player empowerment or whatever, more power to the agents. Uh, they're going to use every lever, every vehicle possible to – to get that extension. And if they don't get that extension, they're probably going to be a pain in the, you know, what if you force them to go in the locker room. So you don't want that from a franchise perspective, but just in general, and what I was talking about at some point, the Eagles are going to have to pay a wide receiver 20 plus million dollars. Cause that's the way where that's the way the league is going. Just as I said, with quarterbacks and 30 million being the new sort of demarcation line. At some point, they're going to have to do it. Until I see it, though, I see all I see is Sam Hankey trying to win trades and trying to impress people on social media. Oh, did you see the bat? Oh, he got this. You know, Gardner Minshew, we talk about it all the time. Can he get a third-round pick for Gardner Minshew? Oh, can he win the trade? He gave up a six-round pick. Who gives a bleep? Give me a Les Snead shirt. I don't care if you win the trade. Get good football players. And I get it. If you do that too much, you're going to turn into a bad team. Believe me, I get it. But that's where I bring up the movie, The 40-Year-Old Virgin. Sometimes, sometimes you got to try some wrong. Sometimes you got to go out of the box. You can't be this disciplined all the time. If you're this disciplined all the time, you end up, you're going to end up with Zach Pascal's your top offseason receiving addition for Jalen Hurts. And that's not fair to Jalen Hurts. That's why this weekend annoyed me. And the one football move that came down this weekend, and certainly in my mind related to the Eagles, because we talked about it last week, not we're going back and going, 
Oh, my, shouldn't have the Eagles. No, you and I kicked it back and forth all week last week. Devontae Parker, should they make a play for him? The reason why I thought it wasn't going to happen here was because, as you just stated, the Eagles like to win the trade. Oh, the Patriots won the trade. If the Eagles, yeah, but I, done... I don't think they did in some in the, in a lot of people's minds. No, they absolutely did. But in a lot, but, but in a lot of people's minds that the Eagles value, they didn't win it. That's what I'm trying to say. You have you you know who I'm talking about, right, Jody? I'm, See, I'm now we're, we're, back, this... we're back to this conversation we had last week. What's more important, the way a move is analyzed, a perception thereof at the minute it's done, or a year, two years, three years later, and you look back at the results and you go, okay, now I can definitively state who won the trade. Not who most people thought won the trade at that time. I'm going to tell you right now, which, and this is where you and I disagreed, the evaluation after the fact is much more important than the valuation at the time. The evaluation two or three years down the road, Devontae Parker as a Patriot, he's going to make catch. He's going to do things for him. They're going to take their third round pick, which they had to give up an additional fifth round pick in 2023. We'll got to wait eight years to find out what kind of player that is. Whenever we reach the end of the deal, the Patriots will have gotten the better of the deal. That's fine, but you do. I, I, I mean, I, I understand what Jody McDonald thinks. I'm trying to get you to understand what I think the Eagles think. I think the Eagles think uh, uh, they're trying to impress the people that took my side of the argument last week. That's what I'm trying to get you to understand. That's what is important to them, and in my opinion, too important to them, and in my opinion. Uh, uh, that's where they get into this too disciplined. Well, we can't give up this because this valuation is this. You do see it. I mean, you went through the whole Sam Hankey era. You do see this growing wave in professional sports where you can't do this, you can't do that, or the me or the mob goes up and says, "You're an idiot. You're a you're an idiot. You you're terrible at your job." It, and it becomes difficult. The Eagles are too concerned about that. That's that's my belief. That's I my belief. I understand. I'm just surprised you're as motivated uh, by it today because you took the stance that you did last week that your no, anti your anti perception is important, guy. Today, no, uh, because I, I was and, that and last I, week, and I still believe that this week. Yeah, but the difference between you and I, you're in the vacuum. I'm out of the vacuum. That's why I'm unhappy with it. In the vacuum, just this one move, I said at the beginning of the show, I agree with the Eagles. This one move, I wouldn't have given up what New England gave up for Devontae Parker. I don't think the player's worth it. But taken as a whole, after you missed out on Ridley, after you couldn't get Kirk, you got outbid, after the Rams beat Sean Allen Robinson, after Robert Woods didn't want to come here, that's what I'm adding into it. All right, After so, all uh, of let, that, I got to do something. I got to do something to help Jalen Hurts more than Zach Pascal. All right, that's so the content. Let me just pull you into the vacuum for a minute, John. And uh, Barry Brooks is going to join us coming up in just a couple of minutes here. If you were Howie Roseman, you're Howie, and the call comes to you on Saturday, 
and it's the Dolphins. And they go, listen, here's what we need. We've got this on the table. We prefer to trade him to you. Here's what New England's offered. We need that from you. You match the offer. He's yours. You would have said no? In the vacuum. I'm not in the vacuum. In the vacuum, I would have said no. In the vacuum. Because it's not worth it the way the NFL values these players. It's not worth it. And then I, I think both you and Howie Roseman were wrong. It was worth it. It well, would have upgraded it. the But Eagles. you're asking me why I changed. I didn't change. I'm just taking the whole context into it. In the vacuum, Howie's right. Outside of the vacuum, you got to do some wrong. You got to do some wrong occasionally to in, get a better the, player at an important position for your quarterback. That's they, that's where that's where I am. I think the player is going to help the New England Patriots next year, and I think he could help the Philadelphia Eagles immediately next year. And I don't think the price was all that big. So, in or out of the vacuum, the fact that Devontae Parker is not an Eagle is wrong, in my opinion. All right, coming back, we punch up our first get. It's our buddy, Big Barrett Brooks, going to join us. Uh, certainly, talk Eagles football but then talk about a new show here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. So stay here with Birds 365. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. 
Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Got a football Monday cooking here on Bird 365 with McMullen and McDonald. We add a third member of our Jacob Media YouTube team. He's looking spry this morning. Uh, sometimes I wonder if I can keep him up late <laughs> enough to join me on WIP. We got to wake him up early enough to be on Birds 365. He looks like he's ready to rock, uh, Mr. Barrett Brooks. How you uh, big, Big B? I'm, I'm good. I'm ready to rock, but are the Eagles ready to rock? That's what I want. I'm concerned. I'm still concerned. So we'll see. We'll see. Are right, the let's... Eagles ready, ready to rock, though, Barrett? Because, and, and we do want to get to your big show announcement but before that uh i want to tease it a little bit um i you know today is the first day i don't think a lot of people realize it because wrestlemania was yesterday but today is the first day (laughs) where teams with new coaches can start their off-season work Mm -hmm. um so the uh, miami dolphins i think the bears are are going in today the eagles Announced their off-season schedule uh, a couple days ago in the entire NFL. They're not even coming in until April 25th. April 25th, three weeks after these teams. Now, they can't. They don't have a new coach, Nick Sirianni, second. So they would have had to wait two weeks anyway. Mm -hmm. But if you look around the league, Barrett, there's only one team coming in later. Uh, then the Philadelphia Eagles, and that's the Cincinnati Bengals, the AFC champions. Um, there's only one team along with the a- Eagles, and that's the Bengals, not having a mandatory minicamp. What is going on? At the why, why not have a mandatory minicamp? That's just – why start the year out like that? You, you're, you're starting off, number one, you wasn't very um, – you weren't very aggressive in free agency. Um then you're not having you're, you're waiting a, a week. That I mean that's what that's what football is all about. Preparing yourself, getting yourself prepared before everybody else. You know that's why you know when I was playing, I would get up at two o'clock in the morning and go run two or three miles just so I could stay above you know everybody else because I knew nobody in my hemisphere was working out at that time. It's the little things that you do to prepare you for the season. People think you go into a game and, and that's where you win the game. No, you win the game. During practice, you win the game in the offseason when you did the little things to get you ready and prepared for the for the season. So to me, I just don't understand because that's you're still a young team. You're still a young coaching staff, man. They still don't know who or what the culture is there. You know, like it or not. I mean, Howie's culture is implemented, but Nick is still trying to figure out who he is. He didn't figure out until halfway through the season that he's a run team. You know, so for him to think or this organization to think that they're, you know, the gold standard still applies for them right now, I, I can't see it. And, you know, they're going to suffer for this. They have to make sure that they do a little more than everybody else in order to stay competitive. That's why the Patriots stay so competitive. They were able to do a little more than everybody else. Now, they cheated, but still, though, <laughs> they were doing whatever it took to win. And, you know, that's the organization that, you know, optimize and maximize every time and every, you know, second they could use to, to, to become better. The Eagles need to take an example of their work ethic, not necessarily morally of cheating, but the work ethic that they have. 
Here's why it bothered me. I understood what the Eagles did last year as far as making the decision to not have a mandatory minicamp. The coach wanted to win over the players. He's a new coach. None of the players knew him. Right. They're changing from a Super Bowl winning coach to Doug Pete from Doug Peterson to Nick. Nick, who? Who's this guy? Who right. knew you worked for before? <laughs> Nobody had any bloody idea who Nick Sirianni was. And he wanted to win the room before ever taking over the room. Still Which a was a pretty smart play. I think he did. And I don't think the fact that they made it non-mandatory ended up hurting him at all. So I give him credit for it. it did What's hurt him the though. explanation this year? Does but he have to win him. the room over again? Well, that they're going the to make it less mandatory and or less days? That the Eagles need less practice than some other team? Is it because Nick doesn't have control of the room yet, uh, Barrett? It did hurt him. You know, that's why those guys weren't as far in advance um, as, as other teams. You know, it, it did hurt him. You need all the time you can around your guys. Now, I'm, I don't think he's trying to win the team because he's already won the team. The team loves him. Uh, they'll go out and battle for him. So I think that's not it. You know, he's got the veteran players in place in, in which they could be like, all right, you know, let's go, let's go to work. But to, to, to not take advantage of all the time they can't, it's a mistake. you got to take advantage of this time. You only get a little bit of time at training camp anyways. It's only like three and a half weeks. When I, was, when I played, we had camp. Our camp started at six weeks. And then the veteran came in, veterans came in four or five days later. You only have three and a half weeks to, to, to have camp, to get football plays instrumented and to implement into the, um, into the offense, the defense, special teams. They just don't have – they don't have – they're not built like that. They don't have the solid foundation <clears throat> that other teams that are successful have. And why are they taking advantage of it and trying to get that solid foundation? It just doesn't make sense to me. He's already won the room. The, the, the team loves him. I think it's a mistake, you know, personally, you know, that they're not taking advantage of all the time that they can. I mean, that, to me, that's what winning programs do. Um, you know, here I am. I, I won a Super Bowl with, with the Eagles. And the very next year, we still optimize everything and we're, and, and, and we're, we're out there practicing, you know, when everybody else practices. You know, they we, we took advantage of the time. They don't do that. So, I don't know. I think it's going to hurt them in the long run because, you, you know, you don't know what you could have helped a kid do or, or helped a guy, you know, get better at if you started earlier. You just don't know now, so they'll never know. It just doesn't make sense. And make it mandatory when you have to make it mandatory. Make guys come in. You know, I mean, they don't have the autonomy to say, all right, well, I don't think this guy's going to come in. No, you make them come in and make them play, man. I mean, it's just what the NFL is. That's why they have mandatory minicamps. Everybody understands it. Everybody knows it. Come yeah. on in. You know, practice together. Get get guys together. There's 30. So, right. I, you know, and by the way, so I asked them. I, I said, I looked at the list, Barrett, and I said, well, there's two teams that don't have mandatory minicamps. Is this a mistake? So I asked the Eagles. And, you know, it's not a mistake. And they gave me an answer. And the answer is prioritizing player health and performance. So, you know, to me, this is a Dr. Arsh Danota decision, who was the Eagles' chief medical officer. Now, I'm going to ask you, Barrett, because of what you just said in your thought process as a former, former NFL player in your Super Bowl ring with the Steelers, people – Wish you won it with the Eagles, but it was with the Steelers. I tried. Um, uh, you don't get as much time to prepare these days. Training camp is three weeks. 
So are the Eagles ahead of the curve? Are we being unfair and saying, well, you can't prepare like you're used to be able to prepare anyway, so you might as well get to the finish line, which is week one, as healthy as humanly possible. Is that is that a fair spin? No, I you know, because I'm I, I guess I'm just old school because I, I feel as though you need to harden your body in order to, you know, know what you can go through, know what you can't go through during camp. You need to know the difference between an injury and 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 just and just having sore muscles or being hurt. That's why this team has a lot of soft injuries, you know, soft tissue injuries, because they don't push their body to the maximum. You have to push your body in order to see because you can't you can't predict when a player is going to get hurt. Nobody can do that. You know, a player can get hurt. You can be in the best shape of your life and still have the opportunity and, and, and get hurt. You cannot practice, go out there the first day of practice and get hurt. I mean, those they can't predict how a player or if a player is going to get hurt. So you should maximize that time in order to 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 you know maybe push a player to get past you know what they think they can do, what they can't do. You know, I talk to Seth all the time, and we 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 made it a point to to make sure that we could push our bodies past what we think we could. But you don't know that you can push your body past if you don't try to. And that's a problem to me because you got to harden your body for camp. You have to harden your body for OTAs. Get your body used to being out there running. You can run all day out there. You can, you can, you can do all the drills you want to when you're by yourself. But you still don't have that, you know, pushing a guy, bumping against a guy, coming out of a break, having somebody pushing you and, 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 and you know, the contact that comes with being in camp. Those are all things you can, you know, that that happen when you're in camp. So that's how you get your body to a point that is better and 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 able to go out there and play through a season. John, let me answer your question as well, um, because I think we have some evidence of where the Eagles and how they handle workouts in the Nick Sirianni era uh, from last year. Uh, and oh, by the way, last year I believe my partner John McMullen lost money because he's paid an hourly wage for Sports Illustrated Philly Voice to, uh, and here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. And Nick Sirianni used to run practice for about 20 minutes. So John would be told, sorry, you don't get your full day salary because we don't work quite as hard as other people. <laughs> Thank Eagles- God it's not hourly, Jody. Thank uh, God. Oh, it isn't? I thought you lost money. That's why I thought you were complaining as much as you do. Um, no, here's, here's the way I look at it. Were the Eagles that much less injured last year than anybody else? Since they went down the road of less is It was more, better. It was better. It was better than it was the previous three or four years. I, I'm, I'm not worried better. about the previous three or four years. I'm comparing them to the other 31 teams in the National Football League. Were they that much more healthy than it? Yeah, sure. There were a couple of teams that were um, got a little lucky, and luck is involved in injuries. Don't kid yourself. Uh, that you would say were less, and there were some that absolutely were more. They middle of the pack. Yeah, yeah. They, Statistically, you think you can say, "Ooh, good idea not to practice because we were more healthy than the other teams in the National Football League." I can't say that. No, I mean you're you're right. You know, I mean even look at look at Chip Kelly's era. They maximized all the plays and time they could get all the time, and I think they were right along the same number of injuries, or even might be a little less. And they ran a thousand plays during practices, a thousand plays during games. You know, it has nothing. To, it has everything to do with with you know luck. <laughs> That's all it is, luck. And I just feel as though you could put more and implement more and have a player experience more when you're out there on the on the practice field 
as opposed to, you know, trying to buddy up with them, you know, and, and, and not practice, you know, you, you, you can get more from a, you can get more from a player if he's out there and learning, you know, not just with the coaches, but players with players, you learn certain things from players, you know, imagine how much stuff that you can learn from, you know, that, that, you know, that Dickerson can learn from, you know, a guy like Kelsey being out there and going through reps, seeing blitzes, seeing how they're trying to take advantage of him as opposed to, you know, sitting back or doing it in a zoom, you know, I mean, the COVID restrictions are off. Give these guys an opportunity to jail more together. And being around each other, you know, it's not just practice that you're missing out on. It's being in that locker room, the cohesiveness of, of of having guys with you during that time period there. That's what that's what it's all about. It's not necessarily even going out there and being on the field. I mean, it has a lot to do with it because you can learn things, you see things, and you you know get build that muscle memory. But it's more so just the team being together, that team building that you know you're missing when you're not in the inside the building. Oh, time to wake up, I guess. <laughs> it's where, a little late. Hold on, hold on. Where do I recognize that tune from? That's a, that's, that's a just typical, a regular phone call. Yeah, that's a typical iPhone. Is it yeah. ringtone? I got an iPhone. My phone doesn't ring like that. <laughs> you know, my my uh, my iPhone ringtone is uh, that's like the basic one. That when you take it out, oh, this is <laughs> all, all right, all right, all right. It, it cracks people up every time they hear it. Uh, uh, it goes over well. Uh, I, I do want to. Uh, so I was just looking it up when Barrett was talking. Uh, I'll give credit to at Man Games Lost NFL. As you might imagine, uh, the teams that were healthiest won the most games, and the Eagles were among that as a playoff team. Uh, Buffalo was the healthiest, and obviously they had a significant run. Uh, Tampa was very healthy. They had a significant run. The Rams uh, were healthy, uh, and obviously they did. Kansas City. Uh, the Eagles were in that category. Fewer than 150 man games lost, as opposed to the New York Giants, who were the worst at over 350. Jesus, wow. Um, so, I mean, that's where they're getting this. They're looking back to last year and saying, remember – this will be the third straight year, Barrett, that they haven't had a minicamp. The first year, not their fault, pandemic. Second year, as Jody pointed out, Nick Sirianni was trying to get people in for voluntary work. This year, it's an organizational decision. And they looked at last year and said, that worked pretty well. Mm. Let's just continue on. Man, do they think, though, I'm I'm with you. It's more luck than anything else. Yes, I mean, sometimes you you you... Now, there are things you can do. You can handle soft tissue injuries better to limit time. And all of that is, you know, where the expertise of the medical people have to come in. But are the Eagles a little too haughty thinking they can control things they can't control? That's what every NFL coach I've ever talked to says to me. So I know you've heard it a million times, Barrett. Control what you can control. Yep. You can control what you can control. And then that's that's exactly what they're trying to do. You you can't you can't think that you can um you can keep a, an injury from happening just by keeping guys. If you keep the guys not there um outside the building, then where's that bond that they build when they're inside the building, going through things, you know, being around each other. And by I mean, the way, real quick, Barrett, aren't they more likely to get hurt outside the building? You absolutely. don't know what they're doing, even exactly. when they're working out. You don't you don't know where they're doing, where they're working out, what they're working out. They're not on your program. Isn't it more likely 
they get injured outside the building. Yeah, I mean, going to run hills, running on, <clears throat> excuse me, running on fields with potholes in it. You know, you can at least you can you can govern where they are and how they're working out. Um, I mean, I, I was stupid back in the day. I used to go work out. I used to go play basketball. You know what I'm saying? Rough out basketball out out in the out in the park. You know what I'm saying? With guys I grew up with. You know, who, I mean, I mean, I could have turned an ankle, ripped the you know knee or whatever playing basketball. You know what I mean? That's what I did. Although we're gonna go play basketball, I think on the was a uh, uh, next, week, having, next yeah, weekend. Yeah, we're having next a basketball week. on Sunday, next Sunday. As a matter of fact, you know, I'm I'm, uh, I'm playing a little bad, playing center. Well, I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get up the field. You know, I mean, get up the court two or three times. You know, make it look good. You know, but uh, I'm I'm all in it with uh, Jacob Media. I'm gonna play, man. But uh, <laughs> good to hear. I but, won't yeah. be because you could fall on me and I could break a hip. So you can count me out of that basketball game. I'm going nowhere near Barrett Brooks. Uh, I I do got to get up in Barrett Brooks's grill though here, and BB, you know we love you. Yep. <laughs> you were pretty outspoken about the fact that the Sean Watson was going to end up here in Philadelphia. Absolutely. That did not happen. Either tell us what gave you such strength of your conviction that it could happen. If you want to throw your source under the bus, feel free to do so here. (laughs) But you need to give us some insight here as to why you were as staunch as you were that Deshaun Jackson was going to be a Philadelphia, uh, Deshaun Watson was going to be a Philadelphia Eagle. It, It was a major source, a major, major source. And, uh, you know, I talked to him afterwards, and um, he said, well, hey, they're not guaranteeing any money. They're not going to guarantee that, you know, and, and that's the biggest thing. It's the monetary value. What they could give them, and <clears throat> they were not opposed to, to giving, you know, four first-rounders, you know. He's that type of talent. Um, but I think they just shied away from the money factor. You know, money, you know, to guarantee that much money. I mean, they're, they're actually trying to change rules that if you guarantee money like that, you got to put it in the escrow. Oh yeah, you, know, so, you, you do. That, oh, that's, that's that rules already in put, place. Yeah, the Browns got to put all that money in escrow. So uh, that's I mean that's that's major. That's huge. You know, from a business standpoint, that's money that's not making money. So you know that's you know Jeffrey is not doing that. You know, Mister Lurie is not stupid. He he won't do that. But I mean, I'm just at the end of the day, you know, it would be wrong of Howie to not take advantage of that situation. And he didn't take advantage of the situation because he allowed him to walk. But but this is just one of many times in which I thought the Eagles were going to jump out there. I mean, Devontae Parker, I mean, I heard heard what you said, uh, what you guys were talking about with Devontae Parker. We're talking about a guy to come in, he'll be an instant number one here. Take a little pressure off, off of Smith. Um, you know, help out this passing game. You know, because at the end of the day, you have to pass the ball to win. Um, they found a little niche, you know, and, Defensive coordinators get paid millions of dollars to stop niche um, type of offenses, but I think they, they I mean that's an offense that that could be very good in the NFL if they find a passing game to go with it, and they just don't have enough weapons, experienced weapons out there on the outside to 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 be consistently a passing team. I mean, and, and that's that's basically what they they want to be, anyways. But I, you know. At least if you have another wide receiver out there, a more experienced one that can help the you know help the quarterback out. I mean, it's, it's just a little better to think that we're going to go out there and draft the number one receiver in the draft. It's not likely. You know, the draft is just like the lottery. You know, what I mean, you, you hope you hit, but nine times out of ten, well, I'll say three times out of ten, you'll get a starter to come in and play day one in the in the first round. 
three times out of 10. And that's that's kind of what the average is, that you'll get a good player, a perennial pro bowler or whatever. You know, a lot of times they guess and they guess wrong. You know, look what, look at Wilson up with the Jets. They've been guessing wrong. A lot of teams guess wrong. But if you go out there and get guaranteed guys that have been out there before that, that you know can play, then you have to worry about that. That's just one more facet that you can help this young quarterback out. They are not helping Jalen right now. They're saying they, that's their guy and that they're going forward and they love Jalen. Well, help Jalen out. They're not helping Jalen. So to me, that's just all hogwash. You know, you're not helping him. That's why he has, you know, the the, the worst weapons in, in in the NFL right now. And, and not, not to downplay our guys, but they're just not the guys I see on other teams. They're not the – you can take those guys and go in and play a game. You think that, you know, just like we fear – Going up and playing against a, a you know a, a Bengals team with those weapons, nobody fears our, our weapons. So they're going to put eight guys in the box to stop the run because they know they don't have the weapons outside to really go out there and be a threat. Barrett, uh, you mentioned an interesting thing when it came to Jeffrey there. He wasn't going to go there. He wasn't going to do this. He wasn't going to do that. I kind of get that same framework at receiver when people talk about Free agency, talent acquisition season, as Howie uh, calls it, is not over. He's 100% right. Uh, there's already talk about A.J. Brown getting traded from Tennessee. You know, the, DK, the DK Metcalf stuff has been out there for a while. But they're going to have to give them an extension if they were to make that trade. And that extension is going to be over $20 million a year for a wide receiver. I I don't know. I I have a hard time imagining the Eagles doing that. But, you know, I look around the league, Deshaun Watson, different position quarterback. But, you know, a cornerback in Miami just got guaranteed money. Yep. The first time ever fully guaranteed contract for a positional player, Xavier Howard in Miami. Is Jeffrey Lurie at some point going to go? I remember last year, Barrett, and I was one of them, and Jody likes that, and I'll let him take the victory lap again. I said, there's no way they're taking that dead money on. No way. The Eagles I said set, the same thing. The Eagles set the precedent, and now everybody's doing it. Atlanta, uh, we'll take on that dead money. We'll, we'll go. We'll raise you $8 million with Matt Ryan. <laughs> this, when people set the precedent, you either got to go with it or you got to get out of the way. So what does Shepard Laurie say? Um, all right, this is what they're getting paid. This is what I got to pay them. Well, that's me. Just like you said, you know, it's either go out there and be do what the Joneses do, or you you're just gonna fall behind. And that's exactly what's happening. You know, I would have never thought that we would have quarterbacks making fifty million dollars a year. I'm like, this isn't baseball. But what's going on? The last three quarterbacks are making over fifty million dollars a year. So, I mean it. Yeah, in order to compete with Joneses, you have to do what the Joneses do. So you can't be cheap anymore. This is not, you know, money ball. You know, it's not like baseball where you can go out there with a with a roster of guys, you know, cheap guys. You, know, you have to pay to play. And in order to get better as a team, you got to go out there and get team, uh, get guys on your team that can go out there and give you positive um, uh, outcomes. You know, we don't have got a lot of guys that can give us positive outcomes. You know, Jay Jaw is not a guy that can give me you know, a hundred yards or, or 80 yards consistently, you know, 80. 
Jay- Maybe 80 in the season. Right. Come on. <laughs> right. You know Jalen Rager is not going to give me 80. You know, I, I, and, and that's a shame that we have two guys that just are not offensive and they're, they get paid to play wide receiver. They get paid to catch. And all they do are good blockers or not even good returners, you know. So in order to get better as an organization, you got to bring in better people because we're not doing it in the draft. It's not working in the draft. We had one, well, two drafts that we have entire drafts within the last five five years that nobody's on the team from. How is that possible? That an entire draft, none of them are on the team. That's crazy. I don't yeah. understand it. It speaks to how he's overall draft acumen and and selecting players. You're very good at moving around, but sometimes uh, actually selecting a talent, which is the most important thing, is a little bit off. And, John, I get your point about will Jeff Lurie stay up with the Joneses and be willing to set new boundaries on what he pay or won't pay? That just goes to hammer home the point of what they missed out on this weekend. Another Mac-Man prediction, Devonta Parker will not get extra money because he's going to the Patriots. They may redo the deal just so they can add extended. Yeah, he's not the type of player I'm talking about. No, he's, he's not, not getting any no. more money. I'm talking about the AJ Browns. That right, that but day. but I'm I'm. Uh, what about Jarvis Landry? Jarvis is saying he wants twenty million. Yeah, he's not. Well, he's not. He's, he's, not, he's not getting that. God bless anybody. him. Not Jeff yeah. Lurie or anybody else in the league. Shoot Good your luck shot, that, Jarvis. No, I'm going yeah. back to Devontae Parker because you're right, John. There are receivers that the Eagles probably won't get. Because they won't want to jump up to the head of the line and be the ones that paid the new bar in the National Football League. You didn't have to do that with Parker. He's got two years to go at very reasonable money. And what's he going to do? Hold out? Not show up? No. He he doesn't have that kind of receiver. But he's not going to do that. But he's not that type of player. That's what I'm saying. But look, on this team, he's a huge upgrade. On this team. He's a 29-year-old receiver with significant injury history, making $5.5 million, who's had 1,000-yard season. Now, for this for this team who can't find a receiver to save their lives, that's a big upgrade. For well, other teams, you know, that they do that in their sleep. They find guys who can get that kind of production. It's, it's amazing in the modern NFL era, you know, and we talk about the, the final two years of the – Doug Peterson era as well, where they didn't have a 600-yard receiver. Not a 600-yard receiver (laughs) in this era. In this era. And people go, Devontae Smith, and I tell you this all the time, Jody, you know this, 916 yards. That's bad. Right. (laughs) It's a franchise record. Jamar Chase is getting over 1,500. Justin Jefferson's getting over 1,400. 916 for a kid the talent of Devontae Smith, not acceptable. Um, so for this team, Devontae Parker's a huge upgrade. I'm not putting him in the conversation with, with AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, never mind Tyreek Hill, uh, players like that. Um, but yeah, for the Eagles, they got to do something. They got to do something to help Jalen Hurts. Well, let me ask you guys. Let, let me just try and hammer my point home one more time. And maybe I'm doing a bad job of doing that. You're saying they refuse to shop at Bloomingdale's. You want the creme de la creme, you got to go to Bloomingdale's, okay? I'm just asking them to shop at Target. Target is Devontae Parker, okay? 
I'm not right. talking about the dollar store, Zach Pascal. Well, that, that, no, I just want to log in at Target. I know they're not going to do Bloomingdale's. I want to stay out of the dollar store. Let's go to Target and get Devontae Parker, okay? Well, they Zach, didn't even do that. Zach they didn't Pascal. to do that. Yeah. They didn't do that. Zach Pascal's the dollar store. That's what <laughs> but, I'm saying. Thank you very much. They think Devontae Parker is they want Devontae Parker at dollar store prices. They don't even want to go to Target. Right, and that's they the problem. They don't want to go to that's Target. That's what I'm bitching about. Thank you very much, John McMullen. But no, but, nobody nobody wants to sign these one-year deals. You know, the Eagles think that they can sign everybody with a one-year deal, a prove-it deal. Now, they've rewarded guys, you know, if you, after they signed, you know, they with contracts after. How is a man of his word? He'll give you a contract afterwards, but when you give him a prove-it deal. But nobody wants to sign a one-year prove-it deal, man. You know, and that's what they're asking guys to do. They did it all this year. I mean, you look at it. The linebacker from Canada, he's the only guy that gave him, like, an, a real deal. You know, everybody else is, yeah, all right, you can just sign a one-year deal. You come prove that you belong here, and we'll sign you. Nobody's, you know, nobody wants to do that. They want to get paid up front. But he's been able to do that with the Alshon Jeffries, the Timmy Jernigans, guys like that. You know, even, you know, even Derek Barnett. Um, Fletcher Cox, they gave him all one-year deals. You can't do that. You gave Nelson last year a one-year deal. How are they giving all these one-year deals? Harris got a one-year deal, a safety one-year deal. You can't make a living out of doing one-year deals. You just can't yeah, do it. Derek Barnett, by the way, was a target buy, and he should have been a dollar store buy, but I'm sorry. <laughs> obligatory shot at Derek Barnett. All right. Sorry, I'm not. All right. We got here two weeks from today. I, I said WrestleMania was the biggest event of, of the month, but I was wrong because, and I'm not talking about the NFL draft. I'm talking about April 18th, right here on the Jacob Media Network. It's going to be Barrett Brooks, Super Bowl champion Barrett Brooks. It's going to be the legendary Derek Gunn. And I'm going to say legendary Rob Ellis as well. Barrett Brooks, what a what a heavyweight trio that is. D-Gun, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. Uh, Jacob Media has brought something together that probably shouldn't be brought together. I'm just going to let you guys know. <laughs> Me with Derek Gunn and Rob Ellis. I work with both guys at NBC, and it was some bad football going on back in those days, man. But these guys pulled me through it. They lifted me up, and they made me – a pretty good sports cast. I think of myself as a pretty good sportscaster. But yes, I got two 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 guys that are, you know, the heavyweights in the in the industry. I mean, look at, you know, Derek Gunn. He's he helped, you know, found um uh NBC's regional network. You know, he, you know, the first regional network was here at NBC was 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 right there with Derek Gunn. He pulled the reins and 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 Eagles football making a national platform by him breaking stories. And then we got Rob Ellis. The historian. This guy knows everything. And he's one of the best point guards of passing things off and shows. This is gonna be a great show because they're gonna allow me, they're gonna throw me some alley oops and I'll be able to dunk it. But most of all, these guys just like to make fun of each other, man. We like to, you know, we like to, you know, rag on each other, man. And that's what that's what's gonna make this show uh, a great show. You know, it's a lot of respect, you know, for the, between the three of us. But one thing for sure, one thing for certain. We will make sure it's going to be enjoyable content. So that I mean, I can't wait, man. I really can't. All right, wait. brother. I need you to do something for me. I need to test something out here. Um, can you go like this? Take your two thumbs and put them right behind your ears. Behind my ears? Yeah. Go like <laughs> I can this. Do that. He's doing can Rob do Van Dam. What are you doing? <laughs> there you go. 
because <laughs> I, I, you haven't told us the name of the show. I'm thinking we're still working on it. I'm thinking RBD. That's R-B-D. not bad. Rob Barrett and Derek. That's not so bad. Every day, all three of you come on and go like this: RBD. No. <laughs> you will win over every wrestling fan on the planet. I guarantee you. McMullen gets it. My other wrestling fans out there watching get it. Barrett might not get it, but RBD. Every day, well, that, do it. It'll work. Well, if that's the case, I would call it from out of nowhere. That's RKO. what I would All right. RKO, I like that too. From out of nowhere. That's what we're going to name the show. From out of nowhere. I love okay. it. All right. All right. That's going to be April 18th. Do we know? I, I've heard rumors. Do we know this is going to be three hours? Is it's a three-hour show from 12 to 3. And I get to talk from 12 to 3, man. Can you imagine that with those two guys talking from 12 to 3, man? You know, I, I can't wait, man. It's going to be a fun, fun show, man. I can say whatever I want to say. And they, they get to go out and put all the forest fires that I, that I put out there. You know what I'm saying? You, know, you best believe it's going to be stuff that you shouldn't hear. And uh, I'm, you know, I, I just can't wait, man. I really can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> very much looking forward to it uh, we'll be watching two weeks from now and you know that we're going to be calling on your expertise certainly before the draft we're going to punch up again thanks for jumping in today bud from out of nowhere I'll be back <laughs> R-E-D <laughs> that is Barrett Brooks here with us on uh, Birds 365 alright John McMullen, Jody McDonald we're coming back uh, got a little bit more Eagle stuff to sink our teeth into and then we're going to have a former Eagle player it's former Eagle Player Day. We had one with Barrett Brooks. We got another one coming up in hour number two here on Birds Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. of life. 
First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. You got your Mac and Mac guys here on Birds 365. McDonald and Mullen, McMullen uh, here with you. Um, John booked our next guest. He's going to join us coming up in about 20 minutes from now. Um, did you know him previously when he was a member of the Philadelphia Eagles? Have you cracked up a relationship with him recently? How did you get Clay Harbert to join our show this morning? Um, no, I was not in Philadelphia when, when, uh, uh, Clay was playing, uh, which I think was, uh, he got trapped in 2010, right. Uh, I was here, I think for three years, 20, 2010, 2011, 2012. Um, so I, yeah, I was not in town. Um, we just happened to follow each other on social media. Um, and I said, hey, let's get Clay Harper on the show. It's as simple as that. Um, nice. He does, you know, obviously he still talks football all the time. He was a contestant. I, I was mentioned to this to I was mentioning this to you off air. Um, I didn't know if it was the bachelor or the bachelorette. Uh, he was a contestant on the 14th season of The Bachelorette, starring Rebecca. Cuprin, if anybody knows. Now, I don't watch those shows. Nor do I. Um, but, you know, Clay's a good-looking guy is what I'm trying to say. So he'll, 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 you know, he'll be a little eye candy for the ladies, at least, which we can't provide. <laughs> yeah, more power to him uh, uh, if if he did well. on. Didn't he get hurt on the show? I think he, he did get hurt on the show. That's all I remember about the show. And I, I don't watch those shows, but yeah, he, he did I get hurt I, I, on, on the show. And ironically, I believe he got hurt playing football. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply on the show i don't which kind of talks to barrett's uh uh summation about off-season work you can't legislate injuries you can't predict injuries a a professional football player got hurt playing football on a reality television show well then that's one of the questions we will ask him are the eagles doing the right thing by practicing less whereas uh, he got hurt practicing against fellow bachelors and no, I don't watch the show. I didn't see any of his episodes. I remember reading it somewhere, like uh, strange but true, uh, that he actually got hurt while playing football on The Bachelor. But we'll talk some football with Clay Harbor. He's going to join us coming up in a couple of minutes. That should be fun. Uh, never had a chance to talk to him before. Uh, J-Mac, we kind of kicked it around an hour number one that the Eagles have made exactly one offensive addition during this offseason coming uh, player coming in from another team. That would be Zach Pascal. They haven't done that much more on the defensive side. They did get Hassan Reddick, which I think is one of the best free agent signings of the entire offseason to this point. One of the best edge pass rushers. I like the uh, linebacker they added. I'm a big Kazir White fan. They retained Anthony Harris, which is an okay move for me. It's kind of like paddling in place not really going anywhere but it's better than sinking so i'm okay with the signing but i'm not doing backflips on it um but they haven't made any other additions to the secondary and i know that they've got all these draft picks come up three in the first round they're going to use them all we shall see um and it's a big part of the offseason and it hasn't got here yet you can't push fast forward and get to the draft faster than you want to it is what it is uh, but there are still a couple big-name free agent uh, defensive backfield players that are still sitting out there, one of which is the Honey Badger. The other which is, excuse me, Stephon Gilmore, uh, former defensive player of the year, not all that long ago. Um, are, do you think the Eagles are in the mix for either of those two guys? Should they be in the mix for either of those two guys? Or do you think this is another... Well, the Eagles don't want to set the new level type situation. Sorry, we're not playing in that neighborhood kind of thing. I think it's one of those, we'll consider it if it's a one-year deal type of things. And, you know, they'll go a little bit higher. You know, Barrett brought up, you know, Alshon Jeffrey. Um, They'd be in that category, you know, which is pretty significant for a one-year deal. Um so, you know, it wouldn't be you you brought up a bunch of those cost effective one year deals. They they give those two particular players some money. Um, but I do think it would be in the one year deal range. So that's kind of things, and that's why they're both out there. They're both saying, Why the heck are we not getting what we should be getting? And we know how the NFL works in, in the case of of Gilmore, you know, at his age, you know, there's not going to be a lot of, of teams lining up to pay significant money on multiple years. Um, Honey Badger is, you know, talked about 
how much football he's played. Um, I don't even think he's 30 yet. And he's played an extraordinary amount of football. Uh, Gilmore is, I'm looking, Gilmore's already 31 and he's going to be 32 um, like three weeks into the season. So that's his issue. I mean, teams are very concerned about um, cornerbacks, especially when you hit that 30 mark. Um, when it comes to, uh, you know, 29 years old is all Tyron Mathau is, but he's played, he came into the league very young, 2013. He's been very healthy for the most part. He's always played significant snaps. So we're talking nine NFL seasons of really, really significant work. And he's not the same from what I've heard a couple scouts say from a um, wheels perspective, from a speed perspective, from uh, just the ability to run like he used to. And that's going to concern some teams. And with these two particular players, because we know, I mean, Eagles fans, God bless them. They want every big name there is. If they heard of them, they want them. Um, And this is a very, very fluid league. Just because you were a star doesn't you're going to be going to be a star in perpetuity. In it, it, when you sort of fall off the cliff in this league, it happens rapidly, True. and that's sort of the what you're always trying to do. Figure out, you know, the old adage: better to give up on a player a year early than a year late. Um, how much do you want to go in for players like this? That's what everybody's discussing not just the eagles because they're still out there so here's where i get to a roundabout way to ask about a guy who i do like you know i'm a steven nelson fan they're guys that i just gravitate to greg ward was my favorite this past year steven nelson might have been my favorite on the defensive side of the ball thought it was a great signing by howie roseman we're here questioning the fact that Howie hasn't been aggressive enough this offseason. And you have to do look back to last year and give him a major credit check for the fact that he waited on Stephen Nelson, waited on Stephen, waited on Stephen Nelson, got him on a team-friendly deal because they cut it just before camp opened up. And we are months away from July where the Eagles signed Stephen Nelson last year. I thought he had a good enough year this year that he would be one of the more aggressively pursued free agent cornerbacks on the open market. Well, you know, bitching about the fact the Eagles haven't done anything and Stephen Melson is still sitting out there on the uh, open market. Uh, they did bring back Anthony Harris, who had been a one-year Philadelphia Eagle, and they got a deal done, one-year deal with him. They brought back Derek, Derek Barnett. Now I get it that Derek was a drafted player and continuity throughout the organization, even though for me, that basically ends the day that Nick Sirianni takes over. When you change your coaching staff, that restarts the clock on all the players for me. But he was an Eagle prior to that. He was even one of the Super Bowl winning Eagles. So you have to add all that into the mix. Is Steven Nelson coming back here, Johnny Mac? If the deal is right, it's a one-year deal. And I would suggest at this point, if he gets a multi-year deal, it's just going to be for cap purposes. It's not like he's going to get guaranteed money in any of those future years. We're going to get Steven Nelson back here in Philadelphia. Um, I think there's a possibility, but um, a lot of it depends on the draft. And we, you know, 
the Eagles do have three first-round picks, and I think cornerback is one of the most likely positions that they're going to go in the first round of the draft. And if they draft a first-round cornerback, they're going to want that first-round cornerback to play. And if they draft a first-round cornerback, I don't think Steve Nelson's coming back. If for whatever reason um, the the board falls the way it falls on draft day, the Eagles move out, they don't have three picks, maybe they cut it down to two picks and they go different ways and they don't uh, draft a corner high, that highly, obviously they're going to get one at, at some point. Then I think there's more likely of a chance that, that Steve Nelson is going to come back. But I think at this stage, he's an after to the draft guy, just like he was last year. Um, unless he wants to sign Anthony Harris's deal, then he can come back tomorrow, I would imagine. But he doesn't want to do that. And he didn't want to do it last year, and he held out. And he got pretty good money on a one-year deal. I think it was $6 million. I'd have to look at it. Last um, year? Yeah. No, it was three million. Yeah, it was three million. It was, it was he wanted six. six. He wanted six. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, he. So, you know, he's going to have to hold out for that kind of deal again. And I know he's been on Twitter, um, and he's been a little bit upset about his market because I do think he played pretty well um, as the Eagles' cornerback too. But remember, Jody. Um. Last year he came here because of the opportunity. The Eagles right. could offer him, say, hey, you're the starting corner. Go go out there, play well, get back to the pre-agent market, and then cash in. That was the plan. He held up his end of the plan, and the money still wasn't there. Um, this time, if they draft a first-round corner, they're not going to be able to say, Steve, you come in, you can be the starting corner because he knows he's probably not going to be the starting corner. So if they draft a corner in the first round, which I think they're going to do, I don't think Steve Nelson's going to be back. Right, and I kind of agree with you. I was kind of hoping they got something done before the draft and then they're just adding to need at uh, drafting depth at that position. And if the guy comes in and beats him out, uh, <laughs> so so be it. If the first round draft pick is better, you just make it a competition on the field. May the best man win. I think that would have been the best for the Eagles, but I think you're right. Now that we've gotten this far down the road, they're just going to go ahead and wait to see who they get in the draft. Uh, one of the guys that I did see tied to the Eagles uh, on NFL media over the weekend saying that the Eagles were one of the teams very much interested in, in the first round is like, I know, I know you've talked up here on birds 365, and that's uh, Trent McDuffie of Washington. Um, I got bad news for all the Eagle fans, our streamers here on Birds 365 and those who tweet at me and or call me on WIP. The Eagles are not getting Sauce Gardner. You no. can hold out hope. No. You can point to whatever mock you want to that he actually fell to number 11 and then create a trade where the Eagles move up to go ahead and get him. He's not getting past either of the two New York teams. Both of the New York teams have interest in him. And right now the Jets have the fourth pick and the 10th pick. And the Giants have the fifth pick and the seventh pick. So the two New York teams have four picks ahead of the Philadelphia Eagles at pick number seven. There is no chance they're getting Sauce Gardner. He is going to be off the board. You should give up on that uh, narrative right now. It's not happening. All the other cornerbacks, I think, are in play. 
because I think any of them can fall down, including Stingley, who I think is going to be the best of the bunch. Injury issues, LSU this past year, probably going to have him drop. You like McDuffie as the second best cornerback in this year's draft? Um, it depends what you think on, on Stingley. Um, I, you know, it's, it's that old age axiom in this league when it comes to scouting Stingley probably has the, the higher ceiling, um, picked up. He probably has the higher floor. Um, you know, for what the Eagles like typically at corner, they want length. Stingley would be a better fit for him. Um, just, he's a, a little bit longer. So, you know, how he always says, what's your favorite flavor? Um, I think if you want somebody to play and play up to a high level early in his career, I think McDuffie's the better choice. I think if you would not, don't mind waiting for the the growing pains. And every rookie corner is going to have growing pains. So I'm not going to say McDuffie's not going to have growing pains either. But I think Stingley's might be more significant. Startup cost, as Jim Swartz uh would like to say, but I think I think Gardner's going to have those same issues as well. Corner is one of the toughest positions to make to transition from college to pro for this reason. They let you get away with more in college, which is rare. It's usually the other way around. Not a corner. I mean, at corner, you're allowed to do some things down the field, bully some players, especially – I think there's some reputation issues in college, especially if you play at a high level college. Um, you used to get your hands on receivers. Then you get to the NFL and they're throwing every ticky tack flag on the planet. And you start to get criticism because fans are unhappy when you get penalties and they're huge penalties in the game. Generally pass interference, you know, that's the most high profile of all the penalties other than the Derek Barnett roughing the passer dumb, you know, type penalties. Pass interference is the most crippling penalty in the NFL. Really hard position to play. Um, so, you know, the Eagles typically like length. So my guess would, would be that the Eagles would like Stingley better than McDuffie. I, I still think somebody's going to jump at McDuffie, uh, excuse me, Stingley before 15, though. So, I, I mean, I think it'll be a decision, unless they move up, they're not going to be able to make because not going to be there. Uh, you are dead on right about the way that uh, pass interference is adjudicated, is judged in the NFL as compared to college football. Uh, and maybe the biggest thing of which is, if you get beaten college football and you're going to give up a touchdown and the guy's behind you and you're looking at a 65-yard score, you damn well better grab that guy's arm and make sure he doesn't catch some football because what are you getting? 15 yards. Yeah. In the NFL, the, the ball's in the air, 65 yards. Guess what? Spot foul right there. They're going in anyway. So not only do you have to get your mindset to how to defend and what you can and can't get away with, you just got to forget the fact that Drawing a pass interference is a good play. It can be in college. It is not in the National Football League if a guy gets behind you. So that is something. But over time, yes, the all of them get get it set in their mind, and they, it just becomes second nature as to how to play. Old rookies need to get over that. And uh, anybody they plug in as the first-round draft pick this year is going to have to deal with that. 
that's kind of why I'm hoping that Stephen Nelson comes back because then you can slow play a guy into the lineup rather than throw him into the deep end of the pool. There are times and places where I say, hey, you got to sink or swim. And you really you use them for a run to get him in there. I've always believed that that's better with the quarterbacks, specifically top half of the first round. Put him in. You're going to have growing pains. You know yeah. it's going to be growing pains. Put him in there. Sitting him on the bench with a clipboard in his hand and a ball cap on his head doesn't necessarily work. And anybody who wants to argue that with me, we can. Neither one of us is going to win the argument because there have been guys who went in year number one, paid the price, and became Hall of Famers. There were guys who sat for two or three years and became Hall of Famers, Aaron Rodgers. So there's no definitive way to do it. My personal opinion is get him in there. Uh, let him let him learn on the job. Startup cost, baby. You got to start it to get it over with. You, you might as well start it. You know, everybody's going to have them. So you might as well start the clock. And, and, and you know, with, with corners, I think the biggest thing is really confidence. It really is because you, you are going to take some hits. You're going to give up some touchdowns. You're going to give up some penalties. You're going to be vilified. So you need that Darius Slade mindset, which is like, I'm the best there is, and I don't care what you say. That's what all corners need, and it's easier said than done. Even as he's beaten for a 65-yard touchdown, Slay still believes, oh, the next one I'm picking off and taking to the house. Look at Jalen Ramsey in the playoffs. You know, you're going to get beat in this league. Everything's against you. Everything is against you. You're going to get beat in this league. You got to leave it and go on to the next play. He is John McMahon, and I am Jody McDonald. We are your Mac and Mac Bird 365 guys. We're hoping that ex-Eagle tight end Clay Harbor joins us. Uh, we've never had Clay on the show before. John struck up a relationship with him via social media and got him to agree to come on the show. Uh, great on John. I've never had a chance to talk to Clay Harbor. Hopefully he's up next here on Birds 365. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Yeah, McBone and Jody McDonald. You're back to back first 365 guys here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel, which we hope that you. What do we hope they do, John? Like, share, and subscribe. Sorry, trying to get Clay <laughs> on the phone. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know you were trying to get something done there, uh, but I know uh, I like to uh, tap into you to uh, get no, people to yeah. like, share, and trying subscribe to do two here things the, at once. But you, the Jacob you know Media YouTube channel with the new show coming up. I'm going with RBD. I like it. I like it. I didn't know where you were going with that. I like it. Yeah, we'll but see you. you know, I'm, I'm, you know, we're a very small knit society, right? I'm not sure everybody would get it. Uh, well, that's okay. It. As long as I put a smile on your face, McMullen, that's all I was looking to do there. Uh, anybody else, I don't care. And yeah, like they're going to listen to Mac and Mac here to rename another show here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. No, no, no one has reached out to me yet to say, no, what would you think of I a new name? No, uh, but I uh, thought we'd have a little fun with it here on Birds 365. We're hoping to have some fun with Clay Harvey. He hasn't checked in yet, uh, but uh, we hope that is the case over the next uh, 20, 30 minutes uh, that we've got left here on Birds 365. John, before we went to break, we were talking about the mindset that the defensive back has to have in the NFL, that it's got to be all about I'm the best. I'm going to make a big play. Even when you give one up, you can't think much about it. You need to be able to uh, just turn the page and go to the very next play. Um, one of the guys who's turned the page is Malcolm Jenkins. We talked about him last week. He retired from the National Football League, uh, one of the all-time great Eagle defenders and was a crucial part of that uh, 2017 Super Bowl champion. Uh, my, our buddy, he's my buddy, but I know he's your buddy as well, uh, Ruben Frank. Uh, has his weekend observation column, and he had some interesting stuff about Malcolm Jenkins, which I didn't know. That's why you read Whoop's column, because he gives you stuff that you've never heard of, or you should know, and then after you read it, go, damn, I should have known that. Uh, thanks for pointing it out, Ruben. Malcolm Jenkins, with any defensive back in the National Football League, with 15 or more interceptions, has the highest percentage returned for touchdown in the history of the National Football League. Malcolm has 21 interceptions for his career, seven of which he brought back to the house. Yeah, Picked he off had passes. a lot of touchdowns, yeah. 33% of his interceptions he brought back for six, which is the highest percentage in the history of the National Football League. I'm so, I should have known that. It shouldn't It shouldn't come as a surprise to me. I'm sorry. I was stone cold shocked. I remember a couple of those Malcolm picks, and some of them were huge, but I didn't know the percentage was that great. And that's kind of what we were talking about. You have to believe that's the next play. 
Not only am I going to not allow the guy to catch the ball, I'm going to pick it off and I'm going to take it to the house. You have to have belief in yourself as that game-changing defensive back to be in the best of the best. And damn if Malcolm Jenkins wasn't that during his career. Yeah, he was. I mean, well, he was a tremendously competent player, a tremendously physical player, too, as he grew, uh, sort of talk all the time. He was drafted as a corner. A lot of people forget that. And he turned into, if he wasn't the most physical safety, he was in the very small conversation uh, of being the most physical player to the point where the Eagles would often play him a linebacker because he was more physical than their linebackers typically. Um, and, you know, that helps when you're returning uh, interceptions because you're generally going to have to break a tackle or two. And he's just a very physical, very strong uh, player. Um, but no, I don't blame you. I didn't know that. God, God bless Rube is the king of the stats. He is, man. Um, he, he gets all these kinds of, uh, I think, you know, when you said it, I, I had not read it. Carlos Dansby is number two. Uh, who's, you know, an ex linebacker, six of 20, I guess. Um, you know, it's a nice stat, but I don't know how important it is. I, it, you know, to me, Malcolm's defined by two things incredible versatility and never missing a stinking snap. I mean, the guy never missed a stinking snap. And, you know, I used to say the same thing about Randy Moss. It was interesting because Randy had this bad reputation. And early in my career, I, I was lucky enough to get to cover him. And he had this bad reputation because of the way he acted. To be yeah, honest. I would say deserved reputation. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't created out of whole cloth. He kind of earned that reputation. No, but there was this mentality that, well, he was just this super athletic freak and, you know, God-given ability. No, he worked really hard to to I mean to to get his body to the point but he acted a different way sort of off the field and he talked right. braggadocious very similar to Terrell Owens and same type of thing T.O. was the same way T.O. was like a Greek god I mean he worked so hard on his body uh, but he acted like a knucklehead and people don't realize how hard a worker he was Randy had some similar stuff to that and I remember he tore his hamstring, tore his hamstring. And he went out and played as a decoy, but he went out and played. Um, and that was his seventh season, I think. He had never missed a snap. Uh, now, receiver. Uh, when I never missed a game, played significant snaps. Not like Malcolm, who played every single snap because he, he didn't play a rotational position. But my only, my, my point with Randy is, Never missed a game, never missed a practice, never missed a practice. And that's what Malcolm did. Never forget about the games, forget about the snaps, never missed a practice. We, we saw, we see all the maintenance days. Well, we got to, you know, Fletcher's got today off. Brandon's got tomorrow off. Lane's got the next day off. Not Malcolm, not Malcolm, no maintenance days. And to, to his credit, Brandon used to be like that as well, for, for the most part. A um, little bit of change, and I assume it'll change coming back from the Achilles. But And maybe they would have forced him to take a maintenance day at some point, but it was pretty amazing. I mean, the guy's versatility, and I always tell you that story about 
Minka Fitzpatrick because I thought it was so interesting that, you know, Miami, great player, Minka Fitzpatrick. And they looked at how the Eagles were using Malcolm and they said, we want to, we want to do that with Minka Fitzpatrick. And Minka's like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to learn every position. Um, Malcolm loved it. He would get, he would get peeved if he didn't get to move around. If he didn't, you know, if you just said, go play strong safety, that's what would piss him off. Like he wanted to do everything. He wanted to learn every position. And I don't know. It's always because he's got so many interests outside of football. Um, and he's made so much money. I don't know if he'd want to be a coach because he doesn't have to be a coach. But if he wanted to be a coach, he knows everything about defensive football. He knows every single position. Minka Fitzpatrick, another missed opportunity for the Philadelphia Eagles. When Miami traded him, they should have been at the head of the list to grab him because he would be holding down one of the safety positions right now. Uh, one other Malcolm note that, uh, yes, I picked up from Moob's column. Um, Johnny Mack, how many Philadelphia Eagles from the 2017 Super Bowl are A, left in this organization, and B, left in the league, because Malcolm was certainly one of them, and he's no longer playing. How many do you think are left? Whew. Uh, that's how many are left in the league, in the entire league. Um, the entire roster we're talking about? or Yes. Just From the, the 2017 Super Bowl Eagles. Hmm. I'm going to say it's got to be at least boy, that's a tough question. I'm trying to think of the key players and there's a lot of key players gone. Um, Jenkins retired. You know, Brandon Brooks retired uh, this year. Yeah, they um, lost a couple this year. That's why it's in it. it the I number saw, is, I, by the way, I saw Benny starting to dwindle, and it was only five years ago, Johnny Mack. Yeah, I Benny Curry. I saw at WrestleMania. Uh, Benny's a big wrestling fan. He was he was there. He's out. Uh, yeah, Benny's out. Benny got sick. Um, that was strange, and hope he's do. He looked well, so I'm glad he was having fun. Um, you start thinking about the. Nigel Bradham's of the world. There, there's. I, 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 oof, I don't right, let know. Me, let I'm me. I'm gonna embarrass myself. You. There's. That's a okay. I, I don't want to press you. I run them down for you. Still here with the Philadelphia Eagles. Fletcher Cox, Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, Brandon Graham. That's it. Yeah. Four. They only have four guys left on the team right now. That were on the, the Super Bowls happened. They, I've still got it on the the, the, the VCR, the DVR. I, I, I will never erase that. I go back and check a play every two, every once in a while. It's only five years ago. They're down to four guys left on the active roster. Guys who have gone elsewhere. Big V, Nikki Six, Foles, still very much in the league. Zach Ertz traded this year. Nelson Aguilar, um, Jalen Mills up in New England. Ronald Darby. I don't think Darby has landed yet, has he? 
I think he's still out there. On... Yeah, I think he's still out there, but he hasn't retired. No, he hasn't retired, and I, I uh, am predicting he'll be in the league somewhere. He'll take a contract. He's kind of like Steven Nelson. He's going to get a one-year deal. Steven, you may have thought you had played yourself into a two-year deal. You didn't. Ronald Darby, you may have thought you were going to get to. No, you didn't either. He's going to be a one-year guy. Um, Rodney McLeod, who may or may still not return there. here. Yeah. We thought he was going to return. And one more that I read, uh, again, I got this from Rube's uh, observations this week. He left them off, and I think I have an explanation why. He didn't include Carson Wentz on the list, which I guess he was going off the active roster for the game that day and didn't include Carson Wentz in the list of those who are still in the league playing because he didn't play that day, but... Both you and I have talked about this way too many times over the year. The Eagles don't win the Super Bowl if not for Carson Wentz. For all, right. all the you-know-what that hits has hit the fan with Carson Wentz since that parade day, you need to give him his props for what he did that year. He was – it's so funny because, uh, you know, I do the shows on WRP where I've talked to Eagle fans all the time. Um, it's certainly – we've only been doing this a year now, so I uh, haven't had as much of a chance to interact with Eagle fans that when Carson Wentz did what he did, Eagle fans used to say, and he was the Super Bowl, he was the MVP of the NFL in 2017. No, he wasn't. No, but he, he was wasn't. on his way. He was he, on his He way. was leader in the clubhouse, if yeah. you want to go there at one point. It wasn't a stone-cold lock that he was going to win the MVP. But Eagle fans like to, like to go to award him the award that he didn't have. Well, there's win. two different kinds. There's some who like to give him no credit whatsoever. And there's others who, yeah, say was the de facto MVP. Right. He certainly it, could have had a poor last couple of games and lost the award. Right. Uh, but, but you know, through essentially 13 games, you know, 12 and a half, he was, he was a superstar. He was, he was a superstar player. That award. And now, after the fact, people just forget he was on the team. Ruben Frank forgot that he was on the team. In Ruben's yeah. article, he runs down all the Eagles yeah. and where they are in the league and the dwindling number that it's are. Probably, he never it's mentions probably, Carson Wentz once. It's probably PTSD from all the <laughs> all the stuff he has to deal with. You know, it's it's so weird. And uh, yeah, Clay had uh, flight issues last night this morning. Oh, but much like Xander, the film, yeah. famous producer of the show. Yeah, there are a lot. Was of he coming issues. in from Florida too, or was this just a countrywide uh, thing? That uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm messing. Him. He 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 tr he said, "Can he come on in 30 minutes?" Obviously, we're going to be off the air, so I'm trying to uh, reschedule. Reschedule him. We'll get him. But, yeah, Thursday. I'm trying to get him Thursday or Friday, but we'll see. Um. So I'm trying to do that. But back to Carson. Yeah, I think Rube has PTSD from dealing with these people I just talked about. The You know, the people that want to give Nick Bowles all the credit uh, and ignore those 12 and a half games of MVP level play. And I'm glad Jeffrey Lurie said it at his press conference at the meetings. Like He preferred to take the and how important he preferred to take the high road, how important Carson Wentz was to the only Super Bowl championship in Eagles history. I tell this story. I probably told it to you, Jody, but I like telling this story because I think this is an indication of where Carson had some issues. And it's about Jason Peters. Because Jason Peters didn't play in that Super Bowl either. 
uh, Halapulavati Baitai was the starting left tackle because of uh, Jason Torres' ACL. And I'll never forget the next training camp, you know, Jason um, getting ready to get back in there and play. And, you know, a training camp pre-pandemic, there was a lot more uh, reporters there. And there's a lot of training camp, not normal report, not reporters that cover the team every day. And if you cover the team every day, you know, Jason's a straight shooter and to say the least, uh, very intimidating guy, you know, revered in that locker room. You talk about, you know, just listen to the way Brandon Brooks or Lane Johnson or Jason Kelsey talk about. But anyway, I, I remember it. It was some reporter that I did not know from sort of one of the outstate stations, Allentown or something like that. And uh, he went up to Jason Peters and he said, um, are, are you looking forward to earning your own Super Bowl ring or something of, the, of that nature? And Jason just gave him the, you know, 10,000 yard death stare and said, already got one. Um, <laughs> and I always said that is what Carson Wentz, that, that is the mindset that Carson Wentz should have had. Never had it. Never had it. Uh, didn't consider himself um, part of it. Uh, kind of thought he got gypped out of his, you know, run that should have been his. A little bit of jealousy, which he's admitted because of what Nick was able to put the punctuation on it. Um, always thought he, he, he should have had the Jason Peters, like, Hey, I got one, man. Yeah. I, you know, no worries here. And he just never had it. Just never had it. Why do you think that was the case? I don't know. I, I stunned because he, he had a bigger impact on that Super Bowl than Jason. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. Everybody's different. Everybody's different. And I think he got a little bit depressed and, you know, I think it's natural and he got hurt and there was a little low, low was me in there. And whereas Jason was out there like an extra assistant coach, you know, coaching up Halapuli Vati Vaitai, which I always like to say, cause I can say it. Um, and yeah, that's my explanation. Everybody's different, Jody. You know, it's funny. Uh, we're talking about how the fans looked at the quarterback situation in 2017 and either giving Carson Wentz too much credit, he was the MVP, or not enough credit. It was all about Nick Ball. Here's a prime example. Uh, one of our streamers, they can't stop me, who I recognize a lot of these days. You guys stream every single day, and we thank you very much for doing that. I don't think I recognize they can't stop me. He's either just chimed in today or I, I, I've been missing him. Uh, I here's his comment. I know we wouldn't have made the playoffs without Wentz. However, Nick got us the number one seed, and Nick took us all the way. Nick was awful at the end. Nick of the got him season. the number one seed. Do we remember those games when yeah. he took over for he was Carson? Awful. He was awful against that the Giants. The... They won. He wasn't all that good. Uh, the week after against uh, Oakland, he was, he was terrible. terrible. He was terrible. You know. Everything he got gets, him the number one seed, John. According to they can't yeah, stop me. He, he, he was, was the reason they were the number one seed. Not everything Carson did before that, but those two games that he started, of which he wasn't all that great in either one of them. Yeah. That was the reason they got the number one seed. Now memory spade. And in fact, you know, 
one of the big issues in where uh, Frank Reich and John DiFilippo got a ton of credit, and deservedly so, uh, he played so poorly, Doug went, all right, we got we to gotta scrap this whole thing. We got to change the offense. And it was really John more so than anybody else. You know, try to figure out what Nick does well. Um, that's where the RPOs came into it. Nick was more of a, you know, one-read quarterback, get the football out of his hands. Uh, obviously isn't going to extend plays like Carson could at the time, pre-injuries and all that kind of stuff. Um, and they remade the whole offense, you know, and essentially uh, to, to better utilize what Nick Bowles was comfortable with and what he, he, he liked to do. Um, and John should get a ton of credit for that. And he, and he does from the people who, who know. Um, and um, yeah, he was not good. <laughs> he was not good at the end of the regular season. You know, Jody, the day after when the Eagles came back from Los Angeles, um, in, in Carson, where Carson got hurt. It was like a wake in there. No, nobody thought, nobody in that building, they thought it was over. They thought it was, they thought it was over. And they picked themselves up and they deserve a ton of credit for it. And they, you know, probably took 24 hours or 48 hours to feel sorry for themselves. And everybody deserves credit for, uh, getting behind Nick, and it wasn't pretty at the end of the regular season. But one of the points is that Carson played at that MVP level we're talking about for 12 and a half games, and they were 11 and two. And they really had to screw things up to not get the first seed at that point. Um, and they didn't play well at the end of the regular season. And that's why. One of the most overblown things of the Eagles Super Bowl run was the underdog thing because they were everybody knew the Eagles were great with Carson Wentz. Nobody. They would not have been an underdog against the Atlanta Falcons. They would not have been an underdog in the NFC championship game against Minnesota with Carson Wentz. They probably would have been an underdog in the Super Bowl because that's right. that's Bill Belichick. But they were only an underdog because of the quarterback. And nobody thought Nick could perform at the level. he And he deserves all the credit in the world. I've always compared him to Vinny Johnson, the old microwave. He got hot at the right time and just went nuts, uh, particularly against Minnesota and New England. Um, but no, he did not play well at the end of the regular season. So let me ask you a Nick Foles question. He's still in the league. I just ran down the list. He's still yeah. one of those Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl winning players in 2017 who's still in the league. He's on the Chicago Bears roster. He's under contract. They signed Trevor Simeon. Is Trevor that who Sim- they signed? Trevor Simeon. Yes, they Trevor signed Trevor Simeon is the backup to Did he, uh, was it against Eagles? Did he start this year? He started this year against Eagles, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He For did. the Saints. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's kind of bounced around Broncos. My Jets had him for a while. This year he was in New Orleans. Now he's going to Chicago. He's becoming the journeyman. But then again, so is Nick Poles, who did two tours of duty here in Philadelphia, but jumped around to a couple other locations as well. What's going to happen with Foles this year? 
Is he just going to sit on Chicago's bench again? I know there's been talk and rumors that the Bears would certainly trade him for the right price. Don't know what the right price is. Can't be all hell of a lot because Nick didn't really do a lot this past year. Dalton was the number one. Our fields took over. He's the future. Nick was third wheel last year, and he's looking to be third wheel again. I know that's very insulting. And he's behind uh, Trevor Simeon as the third wheel, but I think facts are facts. What's going to happen with Nick this year? Uh, I don't know. I mean, if he wants to play, sure, he can be a backup quarterback. I I, I mean, that's fine. Um, he might he, be the greatest come-off-the-bench guy in the history of the National Football yeah, League. He's, he's in the conversation. He's not a starting quarterback. I no. mean, do people still think that? Are there people um, out yeah. there? Oh, yeah, there are some. There are some. Not not the yeah. majority, the minority, but the outspoken minority, uh, the Falsian society. And No, he's not a starter, but he's still a, a legit backup, kind of no, like uh, the guy we got here. Yeah, he's capable. Um, and I wouldn't mind him. I wouldn't bring him here to be a backup. No. Um, but, I, you know, I think he's still one of the best 64 quarterbacks in the world, if you want to look at it that way. But I don't want him starting for me and you know he is he's such a unique player but i can't take the the he was better than carson he was i can't take the um he should be in the hall of fame people i mean it's not close it's not it's not you know he's done some such weird things when you talk about the 27 and 2 season when you talk about uh, the Super Bowl run. He's played at such a high level for short periods of time that it, you, you, there's probably no other comp comparison, really. I, I can't think of one who played at that high level and is so clearly definitively a backup quarterback if you let him play long term. Even Chip Kelly, I mean, remember, Chip's the one who had him when he had the the twenty seven and two season, um, and he even he never thought he was a starting quarterback, and he was out there performing twenty seven and two, and he was like, "Get me Sam Bradford," um, you know. He didn't want him. I, I, you know, such it's so hard to to comp him with anyone, but he's a backup quarterback. He's he a is backup what he is. quarterback, and you brought up the Hall of Fame. Uh, I got this question on my show on the weekend on CBS Sports Radio. Is Bo Jackson a Hall of Famer? I don't think so. I, I mean, there's not – got to have a certain level of longevity. I, I mean, he's a Hall of Fame talent. Right. But I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. Do you know how many touchdowns Bo Jackson had in his NFL career? Not a lot. 16. Yeah. That's all. No. 16 touchdowns. And they want to put him in the Hall of Fame because he had certainly highlight plays, Hall of Fame worthy highlight plays. No, you need to have a Hall of Fame career to make the Hall of Fame. Shoot, Clay Harbor, who we're going to try and schedule for later in the week, had at eight touchdowns. He had half as many touchdowns as Bo Jackson. Yet <laughs> no one says that Clay Harbor should be in the Hall of Fame. The Bachelor Hall of Fame, maybe, but not the football Hall of Fame. All right, we got to take our final timeout. We'll come back. I suggest we put a bow on the show here on Birds 365. 
Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. John McBone and Jody McDonald make up your Mac and Mac guys here on Birds. Like, share, and subscribe. We need to help with our algorithm. Do, do you think Tone understands the algorithm the same way that Xander does? Since he's our I, I don't know, design? but I bet she understands it better than us. That's not saying much. Goes right over my YouTube head. I apologize for not understanding why they tell us to do this all the time. And I oftentimes stuff the responsibility off on my partner to do just that. Like, share, subscribe right now to Mac and Mac on Birds 365. I, uh, you did say something last segment that I do want to follow up on. One of the 64 best quarterbacks on the planet. You said Nick Foles is one of them, so he should be a backup. He's going to have a job in the league where it's going to happen. If not the Bears. If he wants one. If he wants one, which he hasn't retired. His teammate Malcolm said, see you later. Wouldn't Nick take a clue and do the same? I always thought, you know, know, interesting. That's another interesting story. We don't have time to delve into it today, but. Brandon Graham will take credit for this. God bless him. He got Nick into acupuncture. Nick was thinking about retiring in the 2017 season uh, because he had before that when he was with the Chiefs before he came back to the Eagles, he was thinking about retiring. Well, that I think that was he he was having a crisis of confidence. This was about his elbow. Like he came to camp that year, and people kind of forget he, he was gone for like a long time. 
wasn't practicing because he had this elbow issue, um, sort of like pitcher's elbow or something. Brandon got him into his ac- acupuncturist and things turned around for him. He was seriously worried about that elbow. Um, so, you know, I've always said, you know, Nick just might walk away at some, he's made plenty of money, you know, uh, might just walk away at some point, but if he wants to play, yeah, I, I think he should be a backup. There's so many bad backups in this league. I can't, I can't find 64 people better than Nick Bowles, but I can find 32 better than Nick. Bowles. Here's here. Let me ask you about those 64. Cause it's, you, you use the phrase that I used to use all the time um, in uh, the last several seasons when asked about Colin Kaepernick and should Colin Kaepernick be in the league? And my response was oftentimes, you can't tell me there are 64 better quarterbacks out there than Colin Kaepernick. And yes, I think he was, I don't know if it was a hard, but it was at least a soft black ball from the league. And you had to go to each individual team and say, well, why wouldn't they have interest? Why wouldn't they have interest in him? Uh, his ex-coach is really going to bat for him. Uh, Jim Harbaugh this week, his uh, uh, spring game had Kaepernick working out because he knew X amount of NFL scouts were going to be in the building to watch his Michigan players and the like. And supposedly Kaepernick looked pretty good. He talked to the media. That's been one of my knocks on Kaepernick. He hasn't made himself available enough to be able to tell his side of the story and kind of keep his name out there to get a spot in the NFL. Uh, It kind of died down. Now it's building back up again. Do you think there's any chance Colin Kaepernick is in the NFL in 2020? Uh, It only takes one, but I will say this. And I, we, we talked about it with players with, you know, I mean, star players and, and how quickly things move in this league. This guy's 34 years old, hasn't played since 2016. So I think there's two conversations. There's like, you, I like your term soft black ball. He wasn't black ball. There might have been a soft black ball. There might have been a bunch of teams that said, I, I don't want any part of this. But there was no collective. No. Um, 2016, Jody. It's 2022. A long time. Uh, that, uh, things do not stay in stasis. And by the way, Last time he did play, I think he was one in ten as a starting quarterback. Now, wins loss are not, you know, they had a bad football team. Um, but more than that, I think people forgot at the height of his career when he was going to the Super Bowl, Colin Kaepernick was this physical, big, powerful guy. And that offseason, the year before he went one in ten as a starter. He was having some issues with the 49ers contract related. He had three surgeries. He stayed away from the team. He was rehabbing away from the team. He lost a bunch of weight. He wasn't the same guy from a physical perspective, and he played really poorly. So my my, he's not one of the best 60 uh uh, four quarterbacks in the league right now. You can't stay out of this league for six years and come back at 34. And if he does, Godspeed. As far as anybody gives him a chance, there's a lot of things that could play into that, both good and bad. There could be the bad of, I don't want any part of that. 
there could be people just saying, I want to, Hey, look at me. I'm great. I'm all in. I want to, I want to give them a chance and, and, and go about it that way. So I think there's a small chance, but I don't think it's going to be successful. Six years. Yeah. I said the same thing uh, with people who would come on my shows and blatantly overstate where Colin Kaepernick was at in his career. You're right. He wasn't all that good. When he was released, he was playing pretty damn poorly at that point. He had the high of the high. I remember Ron Jaworski, one of the people whose opinion I appreciate and trust most, because I know Jaws and I know how much work she put in. Jaws once said he could be the greatest quarterback of all time. I remember him saying it on a Monday night broadcast. I go, whoa, George, you overstepping the boundary a little bit there? I couldn't believe he went there. So you're going from off for six years, hasn't played, wasn't healthy, played real badly to the greatest quarterback of all time. The answer, of course, lies somewhere in the middle of those two things. The only question is, will some team take a chance and just bring him in? It's going to be a make-good contract, no guaranteed money, no nothing. He's just going to have to come in and show his wares. But uh, I think this when, when was- he was 23, 24, 25, he was a physical marvel. He's 34. And, 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 and again, um, the, the last time we did see him play, he wasn't that physical marvel. Things happen quick. We just talked about Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz pre-injury, Carson right. Wentz post-injury. I got to cover Dante Culpepper, who had one of people forget, had one of the greatest statistical seasons in NFL history. Tore his ACL in a different time uh, where rehab wasn't as good as it was today, was never the same guy physically. RG3, I think people forget, phenomenal his rookie season, phenomenal. Gets hurt in the playoffs. Torn ACL, torn LCL, never the same guy physically. Things happen quickly. Then there's the exception to the rule, and his name's Tom Brady, who didn't he tear his ACL as well? What was Brady's knee injury? It was an ACL. ACL. Uh, Different type of quarterback, though. 45 and still going. He he throws everything out of whack. All those examples you just gave were all great. And then there's Tom Brady, who tore his ACL and is still a Super Bowl contender at age 45. Well, as they call it, though, I will say this, Jody. The difference between Tom, no, there's many differences. Tom's great and nobody, you know, you're, you're right from a perspective. But they call it ACL plus. Tom tore his ACL. RG3, uh, Dante, Carson, ACL plus. LCL, sometimes it's an MCL uh, RG3 tore everything, as I recall, everything. So they had more significant injuries, but they also played the game differently. And when they lost the mobility aspect, or at least some of it, they're not the same players. Tom was always a pocket quarterback. His mobility is about savviness in the pocket, not the crazy athleticism. Understood. And certainly Kaepernick was that kind of guy who used his legs to make plays. Man, he could he took off, he could get down the field maybe there was faster that, than oh, any Jody, other quarterback who ever played. When when he beat the Packers, I think it was in the NFC champion. I Clay Matthews' head was on a top. He didn't know what to do. His head was spinning around like an owl. He didn't <laughs> know the, what to do. 
It's probably the greatest postseason combination running, throwing game that has ever been played in the history of the National Football League. All right, J-Mac, we're running late. Um, uh, you're going to try and reschedule Clay Harbor for later in the week? Yeah, I already uh, I asked him to do uh, Thursday or Friday. He's he's in the Midwest now, so probably be a 920 guy, but I'm working on I'm cool. efforting as they say in the business. I got uh, bachelor questions to ask. Uh, Looking forward to talking to Clay Harper later in the week. I'm looking forward to talking to you in 22. You up for it, big guy? I'll be back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.